For years, Minky Couture has been donating blankets to NICUs across the country. Owner Sandy Henry's grandson was born at 30 weeks, and she placed a mini blanket in her grandson's incubator. We want to help other NICU families with the Heart of Minky program. For every adult-sized blanket purchased, Minky Couture will donate a mini-sized blanket to NICUs across the nation. Thanks to you, we can fulfill our dream to blanket the world. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome to Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world. Become part of a movement and start living a sex-positive lifestyle free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Raven Slayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school, but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex-positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with positive emotions and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Lady Boy Chi, a sex expert a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. I am Ladyboy Chi-Chi. And we are back to doing podcasts again. And I'm planning to do every other week for a while because I'm deep in my studies, working on my sex coach certification program. And it requires a lot of study time. So I want to give myself a little bit of a break on the show by doing it every other week 
where I can put more time into my studies. And tonight, our topic is on non-traditional forms of sexual expression. I kind of like this topic because we often think of, especially around sex, that sex should be normal, that it should be something everybody does the same or doesn't deviate too far from the norm. <laughs> and so I really like the non-traditional forms, those of us that ad adventurous in our sexual expression and explore new territory. I love the whole concept of especially when it comes to spiritual sexuality, really taking oneself into a deeper realm, into that non-material realm of the spirit, and really flying, taking sex to a whole different level. But there's so many different forms of non-traditional sexual expression. Any thoughts, Paul? And I have Paul with me. Hey guys, yeah, as you know, recently I started dating a guy, and one of the, I've, I've known him for a very long time, but one of the reasons that we got together is I fi finally shared a fetish of mine that I hadn't shared with him before and found out he had the same fetish. And it, it's a, a darker fetish. We're both into the idea of cannibalism. And of course, you know, we're we're good people. Neither of us would ever do these things in reality. But It's a ritualized form mm -hmm. of cannibalism. Yeah. And, uh, well, a lot of Christians are into <laughs> ritualized cannibalism, <laughs> if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Every Sunday, they're mm -hmm. eating... Body and drinking blood. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's it's really interesting because we build these elaborate fantasies with each other. And we talk about these things when we're having sex. And it gets really, really hot. And I know that before I started training under you, this was a... a a, a fantasy that I felt really awkward about that I uh, kept to myself and had some guilt wrapped around and things like that. And I think that Charlie did as well before I started talking with him about it. And it made him feel like, oh, there's another person out there who I know is a good person who has this same fetish, maybe it's not so bad or or deviant or weird because he had always been afraid that he'd never find another partner that he could share this fetish with yeah. uh, that was at the same time still a good, decent person that cared about people and wanted good things in the world. And one thing I'd like to say about non-traditional forms of sexual expression is that when Kinsey did his studies in sexuality and interviewed hundreds of people, 
he found that everybody was into all kinds of things that they kept secret <laughs> and never told anybody about. And so it really kind of broke the whole concept of normal sex, you know, in our country, especially back in his time. Mm -hmm. Normal sex was man on top, missionary style position, coitus. Mm -hmm. And that was normal. <laughs> Anything else was deviant. <laughs> mm -hmm. Today we see so much more openness about sexual expression in many different forms, everything from... BDSM to kink, and there is uh, some differences between BDSM and kink, fetishes of all different types, there's everything from doing golden showers, which is a form of piss play, urination play, to uh, scat play, which is playing with feces, and then there's anal sex, oral sex, mm -hmm. all different forms of sexual expression. And for a lot of people, it feels like, oh, am I normal? Am I, if I am into something a little different? Yes, you are. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because people in our culture, we don't talk about sex. It's been given a bad stigma through the socialization process if you deviate from the norm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And yet, in every other human endeavor, we're taught to really kind of explore boundaries and push boundaries and, and reach out further and explore and discover. And so I see sexuality is no exception. Mm-hmm that sexuality is a good place to explore and mm -hmm. see where we can take our amazing bodies and pleasures to new mm -hmm. heights. <laughs> yeah, I think that it's very interesting that back when the first sodomy laws were made, straight oral sex, oral sex between a man and a woman, fit under the the purview of these sodomy laws mm -hmm. and now that's so commonplace that the the fact that still laws on the books that criminalize these acts they're not uh laws that are really um well actually those all got turned down with the texas supreme well, court no, case that um, in Texas, they did. There's no, that was the across all states. Oh, okay. I th was was, was Texas court. one of the last states that had no, but it sodomy was, laws on the books? No, there's a lot of states that did at the time. Uh huh. But when that case reached the Supreme Court, mm -hmm. it covered all states. <laughs> and that again, that's only in the U.S. There's yeah, still in the U.S. That there's still places all around the world where they have sodomy laws mm -hmm. and laws against homosexuality and Russia places in in Africa. There's places in Africa you can get put to death for being gay. Same and with Saudi Arabia and mm -hmm. some of the other Muslim countries. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's 
But I think things are changing slowly throughout the world. We're reaching a new consciousness. Mm -hmm. One of the things I see that helps with this is uh, the Internet. Oh, yeah. I mean, do a search on the Internet and you can find all kinds of different forms of expression clearly outlined and gives the how-tos and Mm -hmm. how to do it safely. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Which brings me to another point. Mm-hmm. And I think that for forms of sexual uh, explorations, it should be done sanely, safely, mm-hmm. and with consent mm-hmm. with all adults involved. Mm-hmm. And it should be between consenting adults. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think under that parameter, those parameters, anything pretty much goes as long as it's you mm-hmm. learn what you're doing, take safeguards, and enjoy. <laughs> and I th- I think that's um, one of the places that people get hung up in their own fantasy lives, in their own fantasy worlds, when they, they hold on to these fantasies that are very private that they don't share with anyone with their spouse with anyone that they know Mm -hmm. uh they feel so disturbed by these fantasies because they don't realize that you can have a healthy fantasy about a thing that you would never do in real life um, well, I've had some fantasies of things that can't be done in real life, <laughs> like flying through the air while having sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not talking in planes, or I mean, literally mm-hmm. flying through the air like Superman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I've had even dreams where I was having sex with a partner as we were fl- gliding through the air and at the beach and we go down, splash through the water, and back up into the air, and mm-hmm. just felt the sunshine on our body, naked bodies. And mm-hmm. Oh, it's just <laughs> mm-hmm. exhilarating. The closest I've come is having sex on a swing set. It gives you that kind of mm-hmm. tingly feeling down there as you swing mm-hmm. really high. <laughs> mm. But yes. And I'd like to kind of cover some of the different aspects, go into some details about some of the different forms of sexual expression. I know that for me, I'm into a wide range of things. I don't think there's too much I haven't explored (laughs) at Mm -hmm. one time or another. And some things I tried it once or twice and thought, well, this isn't really for me. Didn't get much out of it. Mm-hmm. Other things, wow, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's <was> amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. But what are some of your experiences? Oh, it's it, it's been interesting ever since I started training under you. And I remember the other night you were asking me about what stood out to me about our training and what I've gotten out of our training And I told you that one of the most important things that you've done through training with me 
is you've given me permission to give myself permission to explore. And so I've really embraced my my fantasy world and I've embraced fantasies that used to make me feel really uncomfortable about myself. I've I know one of the things that I'm exploring right now that's interesting is complete objectification, being completely and utterly objectified. And sometimes during our sessions and during our play, old traumas come up and make me feel taken advantage of, even though I know Logically, I'm not being taken advantage of. I was surprised to find out at one point that some of those feelings came up, and I really enjoyed it. I've been playing with that fantasy a lot lately, and it's it's been a huge turn-on for me. And I was actually rather surprised how, how big a turn-on it was for me, and it's uh, a way to take this unhealthy trauma and turn it on its head and turn it into something that's really hot and turns me on and gets me so horny. It's it's amazing. I think that a lot of times people's darker fantasies are wrapped around trauma and it's the body like n- just instinctively doing that same process but being able to do it on purpose is definitely a, another level of of uh the work that we do that i i really love uh-huh. and one of the things that i like to say about all this is that with fantasy, there uh, just like with emotions, there's not a good emotion or a bad emotion; they just are emotions. It's how what behaviors you act on mm-hmm. with those emotions, and same with fantasies. Mm-hmm. Fantasies can run the gamut from very light to very dark, mm-hmm. and they're neither good nor bad; they're just fantasies. And I think oftentimes we think, oh, we shouldn't get into the darker ones. That's bad. But actually, it's more healthy because you can reach catharsis. You aren't stuffing them away, bottling them up inside. Mm-hmm. You're expressing them through mind play. Mm-hmm. And being able to experience something all in your head and reach a form a catharsis and really process those emotions fully mm-hmm. through the experience. And that's very healthy, I think. Oh, yeah. It gives us a sense of being complete and well-rounded and balanced. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the negative ones or the ones we consider negative some or dark. Also, I've had very light fantasies. Mm-hmm. I mean, amazing fantasies of mm-hmm. having, and especially with Temple, having this kind of type of sexual experience where we all 
interconnect and mm-hmm. become through tantric practices all connected in spirit mm-hmm. and have energy orgasms together and mm-hmm. and the physical orgasms too mm-hmm. <laughs> and just having all that sex energy in a, at a sacred level mm-hmm. it's very bright and amazing mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I I also think, going back to some of your earlier points, one of the the nice things about going into some of the darker fantasies, I think that it gives you a healthy outlet for those darker fantasies. I think sometimes when you bottle them up and stuff them away and don't shine any light on them, they find a way to come out. And a lot of times it's destructive and it can be destructive not to just your life, but to other people's lives as well. I think a, a lot of people that do terrible, dark sexual crimes, if they had more healthy outlets uh they could play the those things out in fantasy um and with consenting partners and excise those demons without uh having to play it out in real life i mean that's look- the beauty of bdsm role play is mm-hmm. to be able to ro- Fully negotiate a scene mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. plan it out and use what props you need with it. Mm-hmm. And I've seen all kinds of amazing fantasies. Everything from rape fantasies mm-hmm. fulfilled to play mm-hmm. with consenting adults where it wasn't really, it was negotiated rape. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, to all kinds of dark scenes. Oh, yeah. Be, even vampire mm-hmm. scenes where people bite and draw blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and and, and bloodletting and, you know, mm-hmm. all sorts of things. Um, I know that I've been talking with you a lot about getting interested in learning how to do horror makeup and practical effects and things like that because I'm really excited about the idea of doing a very violent and bloody scene where it looks like I'm killed and even, you know, simulated cannibalism and, you know, all sorts of stuff. I I think that that's a, a really hot idea. And through BDSM, I'm able to play out those darker sides of myself. And I find, like, one of the things that I have found as I've embraced these darker fantasies that I have is that in my day-to-day life, I feel like I can actually be a better person. I can... Because I don't have this weight, like, hanging over me and holding me down that makes me feel like a terrible person. And that deep, dark secret that yeah. you have to protect at all costs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. And what are, I'd like to mm-hmm. ask this. What are some of your lighter fantasies? 
So some of my, my lighter fantasies are fantasies about being able to change people for the better because I, I know that through teaching the workshops, this podcast, other things like that that we're doing, we are touching people's lives. And sometimes I like to masturbate to just thinking about how much good we're doing in the world through mm -hmm. the work that we do. And like the fact that other people's sex lives are getting better and I have a hand in that, that turns me on tremendously. Now, now speaking of that, I just we just got back from, well, I got back from two pagan festivals. Paul mm -hmm. went with me to the first one. Mm -hmm. And at the second one, I was doing my workshop on erotic morning affirmations. And I said, if anybody wants to, then we have time, I'll go ahead and go through the whole process of raising my sexual energy. And time was getting a little short, and the people were saying, well, we need to go. I said, go if you need, and we can do it next festival if y'all want. And this one couple said, no, I want to see it now. So they stayed and I put on quite a performance. And mm -hmm. One of the things sh she commented on afterwards was how deep I go into that sexual energy mm -hmm. very quickly and am able to reach this state of ecstasy within just a few moments. Mm -hmm. Just getting it. But I've been practicing this for years. Mm-hmm but I can turn on my body like, and raise the kundalini mm -hmm. within very quickly. And she said, I couldn't believe how deep you went. Because I was in a very deep state of ecstasy as I was putting on this demo. And, mm -hmm. and they were just watching with fascination as I stroked my cock and played with my whole body and did the deep breathing and circulated the energy throughout my body. And mm -hmm. it was just this very amazing experience for me as well because here I was teaching a practice that can have such good benefits mm -hmm. in your life. <laughs> well, I, I know that for you that you're a sacred harlot and you really you really feel like giving your sexual body to other people uh, either for viewing or for pleasure or for for anything it's it's a devotion it for is. you <laughs> that 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 it's it's almost like a, a sacrament that you give. You give your sexual body to people as a form of spirituality in a mm -hmm. very deep and beautiful way. And that's one of the things I really respect about you. And so I know that for you, like, you were giving of your body to them and their appreciation only fed 
your body more to allow you to go deeper into to your sexuality, which was in turn giving back to them, and it's this cycling process. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I love about being a sacred harlot is that my whole spiritual practice centers around my sexuality and giving of my sexuality is a form of education and it's a form of devotion and it's a form of really ritualizing the process of sharing sexual energy mm-hmm. and opening up and and letting people know hey it's okay to explore these things in temple and it's okay to be more in tune with your body here because this is a safe and sacred space. And I know for you, for not ever, maybe not everyone, but for a lot of people, you also open to letting people explore your body and, Oh yeah. Uh, and you know, also their body and whatever other consenting adults, it just open open to experiencing that the power of of sex and sensuality and what it can do in your life. Mm-hmm. And there's times when I do workshops in temple during the day where we uh, do a guided tour of how to raise that erotic energy and then have a energy orgasm. Mm-hmm. which is a little different than a physical orgasm. It's building up that sexual energy and running it through your chakras and mm-hmm. and then culminating it in what's called the big draw. And mm-hmm. that is so awesome when you have a whole group of people reaching this energy orgasm together. It's mm-hmm. just amazing. <laughs> It's hard to put into words because so much of it is an internal process. Mm-hmm. It's not much you can visually see on the outside except people in intense pleasure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you don't see the the spiritual side of it where you're having... I know I've had out-of-body experiences with mm-hmm. these energy orgasms. Mm-hmm. And it's very powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. These are some of the places you can go when you mm-hmm. open the door to exploring mm-hmm. non-traditional forms of sexual expression mm-hmm. and open yourself up. And I think one of the things that's, and this is something I've had to explore in my own self, is being able to become vulnerable in front of others mm-hmm. as part of my temple work. Mm-hmm. And it is a little bit scary sometimes. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's scary just opening up to your partner sometimes with new things. <laughs> I mean, the, so that touches on something that I've been thinking about a lot recently, where a lot of the best moments in my training with you have been 
things that I kind of feared and especially right before they happened, maybe even had some dread about wondering if I was ready for it, if I was strong enough for it, if I would get halfway through the experience and and safe word out or or something like that and not that I I've done that in a long time but used to be a much bigger worry that I would have to use my safe words and like it, it it's an ironic thing that now I feel less shame using my safe words Mm-mm. But I also have less need to use them. <laughs> yeah. And for those that don't know what safe words are, when you do a scene in BDSM, it's usually the traffic light signals. Red means stop, yellow means ease off a little, and green means good to go. <laughs> or you can come up with your own safe words, but mm-hmm. that you negotiate and have a way for the submissive to signal that okay things aren't working here (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and there are even safe signs that you can do like when you have a a gag in your mouth or 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 are otherwise unable to speak where uh the dom will put a handkerchief in your hand and if you let go of it that is your safe signal to stop the scene stop the scene or at least check in wave it that means ease up a little Mm -hmm. (laughs) i i digress um so it it is interesting to me though that a lot of the scenes that i was the most worried about wound up being the most powerful and really helped shape me as a person scenes that i've i've ever been through and I think, I think that the things that you have wrapped in a lot of strong emotion, positive, negative, anything, it, it, but like the stronger the emotion that you have wrapped around a thing, the, the more it can affect you. And that's mm-hmm. one of the really interesting things about BDSM to me. Yeah. BDSM is full of paradoxes, mm-hmm. <laughs> which are really juicy and good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we're to our midpoint, station break time. And I would like to let you know that I am working on my certification as a sex coach. And once I'm certified, I can start taking on clients. And it can be anywhere in the world, because as long as you speak English, because I don't have a translator. But I do have the ability to do sex coaching through Zoom or through phone. And so that will be coming up once I get certified. The other thing that I'd like to mention is that we do have our Patreon page. And you can visit it and become a supporter of this show if you get something out of this show. And we would welcome some financial support. And third, visit our website, 
RavenslayerLeather.com. We have training films. We have I have the Dominance Handbook for sale if you want to learn more about BDSM and all its intricacies. And I go into great detail, not just in the physical play, but also how to get into the headspace and work with the psychological aspects of play and really become enmeshed in role play. And then I also cover some of the spiritual aspects of BDSM. So it's an amazing, excellent book. I've had people come back and say, after years, say, I've been using your book for years now. I consider it my source. If there, I ever have a question, I go to your book. <laughs> so it's very comprehensive. And so check out ravenslayerleather.com. And on my website, I have a link to our Patreon page if you want to support us, as well as links to my Facebook accounts and Twitter and all the social media. So join us and check it all out. Anything you want to add? I would add that um, so, so far we've been doing this podcast and everything out of pocket and it for the meantime Gigi's been able to to cover everything but right now would be a great time to support us because I know that one of the things that would be really nice once uh, Gigi finishes his certification is I know that eventually we're going to need a uh, an office space where we could where where he could run his practice out of and so if you've ever been interested in supporting us right now would be a very very good time to to help support the show and help support Gigi cuz we could really use it mhm and we are working on making a more sex-positive world, mm-hmm. creating a more sex-positive mindset, mm-hmm. but openly discussing what once was never discussed and openly challenging the taboos and questioning why is this considered so bad or why is this considered sinful? And... To me, I think, and this kind of touches on our topic anyway, often thought, why is sex considered sinful? Our bodies were made by the universe, by nature, to be sexual. And what I think is sinful is not to use the gift that mm-hmm. the universe gave us. To It's kind of a slap in the face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not going to use it <laughs> and get all prudish about it. It's like, no, I celebrate in the beauty and joy of my body and all the amazing sensations and pleasures I can reach. And, and our bodies are wired for this. They're designed for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Just our sense of touch covers 
all our skin, all our mm-hmm. outer shell, and it can be so different when we're in an aroused state versus just in our normal mm-hmm. day-to-day functioning state. Mm-hmm. And so it's really an amazing gift that we have. And I know for me, I love the way my body responds when when I start getting aroused and feeling those good feelings. And it's like, oh, hey. <laughs> and I get those tinglys all through me. <laughs> well, Gigi, I think that you're already halfway aroused all the time. So. Oh, I am. <laughs> But I th- I think that that's just a uh, I I I just think that that's a side effect of living the life that you've lived. Oh yes, and you know I think there is I can say this from my experience. Before I started the practice of raising my erotic energy every morning, I had less energy, mm-hmm. and I wasn't as in tune with my body mm-hmm. and. Once I started this practice on a daily basis and bringing that energy up and circulating it through Mm -hmm. my body, it was like a whole new consciousness awoke in me, Mm -hmm. a whole new way of living and Mm -hmm. way of seeing the world. It transformed my world. Mm -hmm. It became very powerful for me. Mm -hmm. And I know you practice some at night. Mm -hmm. And I'd like you to share what has it, how has it impacted your world? Because performing these exercises is another one of those uh, outside-the-box experiences. It is, as you said earlier, I do mine at night because I find that if I... I found that when I was doing them in the morning, it would it would drive my energy down for at least the first couple of hours when I was awake. But overall, it still does give me more energy and it, uh, I, I feel more alive. Uh, one of the things I've noticed since I've started raising my sexual energy every day, and especially since I got a, a boyfriend that when we have sex, we have sex for hours and hours and hours, my appetite has really gone up a lot and I used to struggle even to eat one meal a day and I think that that's because I'm using a lot more energy not just for my my sexual build up and release and all of that but because now I can be productive a lot more of the day than I I was before I, you know, I used to struggle to get much done in a week because I have chronic pain and because I just struggle to be productive. And since I've started raising sex energy every day, I can spend several hours every single day being productive and then some days be extremely productive when the need is there uh mm-hmm. you know when we do uh the events that we do and all of the stuff needs to get loaded and then unloaded and then set up and then put together 
and then torn down and then brought back and then unloaded and then reset up in the dungeon where it is. You know, on those days I can be extremely productive, but because mm-hmm. some days are, are worse than others as far as my chronic pain goes. And I know that I was sharing with you uh, the other night that even though the last several days have been real pain days for me, which uh, in the past would have meant that I wouldn't have barely been able to get out of bed. I have learned how to um, pace myself, but more more importantly, to motivate myself to start working and to start doing something productive early enough that I can spend a good portion of the day being productive, even when my body is screaming at me, even when I really don't feel like it, even when, you know, life is hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. And even when that's the case, now I can get up and I can do things. I can do the dishes. Yesterday I did the deep clean on the kitchen. The bad pain started. You had just gotten back from festival and the car and the trailer needed to get unloaded. And I remember that, you know, the day that I got here, you got here kind of late. Normally, I would have just let left all of the unpacking to do until the next day. But I was still able to unload the van and do half of my job that night. And I, I was mm-hmm. proud of myself for, for doing that because... I recognize that that's not something I would have done a year ago. I think another benefit I've observed in you is that you seem a lot more happy Mm -hmm. and more content with life since Mm -hmm. you've been doing this practice. Oh, yeah. And I think that works for everybody because when you raise that sexual energy and pleasure yourself or do it with another person, you're releasing all kinds of good chemistry in your body. Everything from serotonins to, um, oh, what's some of the other ones? The endorphins. So one thing that I like to say a lot of times that someone told me is that there are only four things that you enjoy in the world, and those are serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin and endorphins that that makes up the entire reward system of the brain and anything that gives you joy only gives you joy because your brain is able to release those four things and luckily almost all of those are released during sex and if you like to mix pain with your sex and all four of them are (laughs) and this can do so much for mental health i know that there's times i'd have really big ups and downs Mm kind of evened it out and i'm you know rare i I don't can't remember the last time i felt kind of depressed and low of energy and Mm kind of down it helps me stay in this kind of state of flow, this state of being more mindful of life and and being more present in the here and now. 
and I don't worry about things mm-hmm. anymore. It's like I used to worry about stuff, and worry mm-hmm. is one of the most wasteful activities. Mm-hmm. You spend expend tons of energy worrying with no payback. Mm-hmm. And it produces zilch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm not quite there yet, as you know. I'm. Mm-hmm. Uh, more depressive than you are but yeah. I will say even for me even when I do go through those uh, blue moods those uh, hard times those dark times for me uh, it it's kind of like uh, you remember that show that we watched uh, on how the brain worked and there was that episode on mindfulness and there was yeah the monk who who said that you know he he made friends with his uh i forget angst or or whatever yeah and was like <laughs> oh hi angst there you are how are you doing and made friends with that mm-hmm. portion of himself and ever since then I realized three minute egg timer and say, okay, angst, you can be on for three minutes and I'm shutting you down. (laughs) Oh, I mean, that that's definitely not how that would work for me. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Well, for some people it works. For Uh, for, I I, I believe for some people it works. (laughs) Um, But like the, the thing that I found about making friends with, those parts of myself that I used to really dislike and try to just push away as hard as I could is when you make friends with those parts of yourself, you can really hear them. You can really listen to them because those parts of yourself have concerns. And if you can not give in to those harsher parts of yourself, but also look at the concerns that they have and acknowledge them, it really, they become less intrusive. They they kind of stay at the outer edges a little bit more as long as they feel as those parts of you feel like they've been heard. It's when you shove them down, push them away, try to ignore them, that they've got to get real vocal and real loud and real disruptive to your life. Mm-hmm. Well, we've talked a little bit about BDSM and spiritual sexuality. I'd like to kind of get into a few of the other and we're not going to cover all the non-traditional forms of sexual expression, but there are so many of them. And I know, especially one of the ones I've always been a little bit fond of is golden showers. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time I received a golden shower was with a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, golden showers is something that's a humiliating experience. Mm -hmm. For me, it was totally opposite, or not opposite, but very different. It felt like a birthing experience Mm -hmm. or rebirthing, like I was being reborn (laughs) Mm -hmm. and feeling that warm Mm -hmm. liquid. She was 
I was down on my hands and knees mm-hmm. and she kind of squatted over me mm-hmm. and just let loose and mm-hmm. it just washed all through me and mm-hmm. it, it I felt very innocent and transformed mm-hmm. through the experience mm-hmm. so even some things that for some people could be a humiliating experience mm-hmm. can be interpreted in a different way mm-hmm. just depending on person place energy mm-hmm. intent <laughs> And I know that anal sex is one of the big ones for me. Mm-hmm. To me, the anal play is the gateway to the emotions. It's the gateway to vulnerability. It's the mm-hmm. gateway to really opening oneself up and kind of overcoming any of those blocks and, and obstacles in life. Oh, yeah. Yes, one of the things I love is anal sex. It's such a beautiful form of pleasure. And and like I said before, it's a gateway to the emotions. I know I've both given and received anally. And oh, it's just such a joy to have that feeling sensation down there being filled by a dildo or a penis and having receiving an object into me, mm-hmm. into my body. It's mm-hmm. such an amazing experience that you look like you have something you want to jump in with. So I know that last night during our training, we did a little bit of uh, of anal training for me, and it was so incredible it just made me feel mm, so so many things because as you were saying uh, anal stimulation anal sex uh, brings up so many emotions good and bad but because the uh, negative emotions you experience aren't really tied to trauma or anything like that. You get all of the wonderful cathartic feelings of going through and working through a trauma without having to really experience the trauma. And so it's just release and it feels so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and on another side of receiving, one of the things I love doing is sounding, both mm-hmm. receiving and giving. In mm-hmm. fact, with the hermaphrodite's body, doing really long sounds with vibrations stimulates parts of me that I can't reach otherwise. Mm-hmm. And it stimulates some of the more feminine parts inside mm-hmm. that are, that the doctors didn't remove. Mm-hmm. And I've had some incredible female orgasms through mm-hmm. sound play. <laughs> I remember one time we did a urethral fig on me, which is where you carve ginger into a sound and then uh, sound with ginger. And that was 
incredible. It was exquisitely painful. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you are such a painter. Oh, I am. I am. <laughs> oh, I used to be too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, still am when I do submit, but that's gotten pretty rare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, well, I know that we've been exploring a lot of different forms of the sexual expression that are kind of outside the box. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of why I wanted to do this show on this topic was to help people feel more comfortable with their own, whatever form it takes. I know that recently we've been I've had you come in and stimulate me while I'm performing my morning affirmations. Oh, and and I wanted to check in with you and see, how's that experience been for you? It's been really, really good for me. Like, especially uh, since I've been exploring this notion of being used as a sexual object, being woken up to come and perform your morning ritual with you. It's, it's been really great for me. I've been your sex slave for a while because you're a a merciful mistress. You have kind of slowly brought me into that realm. And that's been helpful. But, you know, this is a new level of sexual service to you. And waking up each morning to, to serve you has made me feel incredible and it's also made me feel like a dirty little slut which I love (laughs) (laughs) and I'd like you to kind of describe the experience so since uh, most mornings you wake up before me and call me into your room through the intercom I'm always kind of in this like dreamy floaty place and when I come and I serve you I my my mind set shifts into a mode of service and you know I might be groggy I might be tired I'm always uh, in more pain than I am uh, in the rest of the day because mornings are the hardest time on me. But then this switch gets flipped and all of a sudden I'm there for you. I'm there to serve you. And my mind isn't on the aches in my body anymore. It's not on uh, how groggy I am. It gets totally replaced with the the need and the desire to, to serve you well. And it allows me to kind of 
overcome a lot of the stuff that I don't like about waking up in the mornings because by the time I'm done serving you, I'm through the worst of it, and it's it's been so good for me. Okay. I think that part of this practice that I've experienced is a sense of bringing up good energy, and I know that just having you present in the room as I raise this energy, you feed off part of that, and it helps, I think, in a kind of spiritual way. Well, you're such an exhibitionist. It's <laughs> no surprise. Oh, I am an exhibitionist, but also think that there is this symbiotic mm-hmm. relationship between the exhibitionist and the voyeur. Mm-hmm. They feed on each other big time mm-hmm. <laughs> and give back to each other big time. Mm-hmm. But it's more than just the exhibitionism, voyeurism thing. I think it's an energy thing that I feel when I raise that much sex energy and have you there licking and mm-hmm. playing with my body. It's There's something we transfer through touch. Mm-hmm. And I know when I reach those heights, I'm transferring a lot of energy through that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think you feel it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that may be part of what helps overcome some of the pain and mm-hmm. hard parts of the morning <laughs> for you. Yeah. And I know that when we've been going through this process, that after you get done with your morning affirmations, that you'll get up and smoke a cigarette. And a lot of times I'll just lay back on your waterbed and feel the relief in my body and the release of all of those tensions and just, and I'm still in enough of a floaty, dreamy place to just feel really comfortable and a little chat while you smoke your cigarette and then <laughs> I go and get you your drink and I I love the, the ritual of it all and uh, how we're building this uh, daily thing that it just becomes a greater part of the ritual that we do in the work that we do. Ah, yes. And oh, down, boy, down. I'm getting all uh, <laughs> excited now <laughs> when I think about these rituals and how good they are. And for people listening in, develop some of your own rituals, what works for you. Practice living a more sex-positive lifestyle, whatever form that takes for you. I know we're coming to the top of the hour. Remember to visit us at RaymondSlayerLeather.com for more information about all kinds of sexual and BDSM information because we've got it there in training films and and all kinds of, I've even got a book 
on called the dominant same back that really covers a whole lot, not just BDSM, but body image healing and all kinds of things that can help you grow and experience a more sex-positive lifestyle. And with that, enjoy those nocturnal emissions. Reach new states of ecstasy. Explore. You have our permission. Mm -hmm. Give yourself permission to really take flight and soar to the sky. Have a good night. Good night. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier. So explore everything sexual. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. PenFed's got great-